Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. This episode is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Tired? Hmm? Craving an energy drink, but you don't want to feel shitty and jittery afterwards? Well, try Dubby. Dubby Energy has this Nero Factor. It's a patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. Yeah, this ingredient is what gives Dubby its laser-focused and fast reflex effects, making it perfect for gamers. So, whether it's just had a long night, you know, just need some energy to go to work, Maybe a pre-workout or you want to get some gaming done. Dubby is for you. I highly recommend this. And they got some amazing flavors as well. Uh, very creative too, such as Dragonade, right? Dragonberry and Lemonade. Um, Galaxy Grenade. Beach and Peach. Yes, delicious. It's basically Kool-Aid that gets you pumped. So what the hell are you waiting for? Check them out at Dubby.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Yeah, and guess what? And for 10% off, at checkout, enter this coupon code, right? I got you. It's Screaming Chewy SH, all right? All together, caps. Screaming Chewy SH. And yeah, you got 10% off. Dobby, check them out. Everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. And I'd like to welcome a special guest, DJ Steady, from the Who They Want podcast. What's happening, bro? Hey, what's good, Chewy, my guy, man? It's an honor to be on this podcast. I'm a huge fan, you know what I'm saying? From one podcast to another, just here to make my mark on the world. Appreciate it, man, and I'm, I'm glad to have you on. I'm a fan as well. I was just listening to your show earlier, man. Me and all my madness of 200 plus episodes of straight madness, entertainment, entrepreneurship. I have it all, right? I like to say that I'm the podcast show that does everything that they don't. Because once I turn on that microphone and I'm in that studio, man, I just let it go. Like, there's no script. There's nothing, like, precisely planned. It's just whatever happens during uh, airing of my show is whatever we're going to take and make a beautiful podcast out of Straight up killing it, bro. You're man, you putting in some work, bro. Got to man, because you gotta realize there's like thousands of podcasters that's already laid down foundations. And when you're a newcomer, my mind, or as a newcomer, my mind was like, I got to be the one to make an impact, you know what I'm saying, to at least get put on the podcast written scale. So my method of work was to become that workhorse in podcast field and just knock down seven days a week, dude. 200 plus episodes, bro. 
And how long have you been podcasting or doing this podcast in, in specific? I got two years under my belt doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? I've had, I started as a solo project, picked up some, some friends along the way. You know what I'm saying? Seasons change. Some people, you migrate people, right? So I'm mm -hmm. big on building a podcast family as well. So like a lot of people be like, well, you know, within my first probably 200 or my first 150 episodes, you know, people hear certain voices that probably ain't there. Not a lot of across the 200 breeze. And it's like, hey, I go with the flow of the energy. And the people that I have right now just showed me they got way more workhorse energy, you know what I'm saying, to like really bring my vision to life and really take a real belief in my vision. So it's like, man, I just really love what I do more and more each day. Yep, you surround yourself with those people, bro, and you all move up. Absolutely. And that's a fuckload of episodes, bro. Look, I've been doing this for almost four years. In January, it'll be four years. And I just released episode 172. You've been doing this for two years? You got 200 episodes? That's a lot, bro. A lot. That's a lot. And I'm steady booking now, right? So I'm trying to finish this year. I can finish this year if I don't quit right now. Like, because I know last month was like a month off. I kind of did it to kind of collectively regroup my mindset and come back with some different material and, you know, really expand my brand. So I'm like, my goal is to at least finish the year with at least over 300. And I'm at two, uh, legitimately, I'm at like 235, if I'm not mistaken, as a whole. So I can break my like 305 the first of the year, no problem. Bro, and you know, people don't realize the editing, like even booking guests, like, dude, there's a lot of work in just every episode, you know? It is. There's a lot of energy. And then especially if you're like what I do with streaming platforms, right? So there's a lot of time putting into making sure that you have a secure platform to be able to house, you know, certain clients that you're going to deal with in podcasts. So I like that. I feel you. I started with Zoom. But as I expanded, I ended up getting into the whole streaming, using all my social media platforms and so forth. So it's like I keep I keep my Zoom still active currently for like those for those guests that just specifically like Zoom and like, you know, that comfort. And I like I like to be able to accommodate my guests or my client and be like, OK, I can make that happen for you with like no hesitation. Yep. Yep. Make them comfortable. That's the important part. And uh, man, you have a lot of guests on as well. A lot of a lot of interesting artists too. Yeah, man, my record book. You know what I'm saying? I've I've had the honor of having Dante Alexander, who's a former actor, who's the reigning prince of E E was it EP EPM or E EDM? Let me get that correct. The reigning prince of EDM music. You feel me? He's been on my show. I've had. Garfield Bright from Shy on the show. We've had Rodney Grant on the show. We've had um, Dupree Kelly um, from Lords of the Underground on the show. We've had Father MC on the show. We've even had the you know the great Shirley Jones or the Jones Girl on the show. So like booking these type of high clientele people, uh, you know, great guests was like a blessing and uh, honor to see have conversation with people that you grew up listening to or watching on television and they're now, you know, in my virtual studio recording with me on podcast. Yeah, man, that's big moves right there. 
and then just having it, them on and like just having a conversation with them is amazing, you know, just because you never know people's lives, right? Like what they what they go through and their stories as well. You know, it's, I think it's very interesting speaking to people, just casual conversation. I totally agree. I agree. It's because like I make sure with each episode, if I'm in the raw essence of the human, the humanity and a human being, right? Like learning them. Like, just this past week, I've had Tommy Chong on the show, right? And when you're telling all your friends and people, like, yo, I got Tommy Chong, I'm about to interview him, everybody immediately goes, man, you got to talk about his cannabis lifestyle, the weed. You got to talk about, you know, up and smoke and all of that. And I'm listening, and of course, my folks are going to immediately be back. But once he logs into the studio and, you know, I did my record thing, I got a different light of him. Like, I didn't see him. I got to see him for a philosopher, man. But, like, somebody that really went through life and experienced a lot and remained humble and actually cares about people. But it gave me a different outlook. Like, it was easy to highlight. So everybody knows him prolifically for that. But it was like, nah, bro, you gave me some inspiration and some, some great jewels that I hope carry listeners further than it's carrying me within that moment. Yep, facts. I've had some guests, you know, like uh, I had Scott Page on, and he played the saxophone for Pink Floyd. And, you know, the whole time I thought he was going to talk about, you know, being with the band and touring with them for two years. And he talked a little bit about that, but he mostly, most of he spent most of the episode talking about Bitcoin and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, he's all into that. And, you know, I learned a lot. Even though I still can't fully wrap my head around it, he explained all that, and I'm it just blew my mind. Right, I've dealt with some guests too that would try to get me into the Bitcoin lifestyle. Like I said, you know, having people, I like the ones that can kind of go through it on a slow, like one-on-one basis, like where you know they're talking to the audience, they're talking to you, but you to grasp, you know, ask the question that you know a simple audience member may have asked. I've done that before. Like, it's a joy. Mm-hmm. Yep, facts. You get to know each other in a more personal level, you know, and a lot of times you end up being friends afterwards, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's the beauty, right? That's the joy of actually having these people contact numbers and being friends and you get birthday texts or you can, you know, randomly just send them some inspirational type of quotes for the day. And they like actually give you feedback. Like I love being able to build that type of relationship. That's facts, bro. That's facts. You're like, oh shit, you still think about me, <laughs> right? And um, so you've been doing this podcast for two years, and what made you want to start it? By the way, what made me want to start it was my love for music. Being wanting to, in my earlier career, like kind of wanting to be a, a rapper per se, and then kind of falling out of love with wanting to be that just based on I didn't see my longevity for myself in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some people just have to get a gap and it's just made for them. And I felt like I was made for so much more. Like, I just, you know, built up. So, like, long story short, it just became who they want became just my way of life based on a reference that one of my family members gave me when we was in a rap studio at the time, and I just carried it through life in general. And that's been my greatest 
attribute. It just evolved, right? Right. Damn, man. So, as a kid, you always wanted to be a rapper? Yeah, that was my thing. I used to carry this composition book. You know what I'm saying? I had that traditional rapper's background. Most people was in class taking notes. I was in class writing, writing rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like I had it. Like, I'm very poetic. Like, I feel like poetry now. So, like, you know, the gift of gab never left. And I do have a, I do actually have a segment called Artistry Tuesday where I cater to that ambiance. And then sometimes, you know, we might just kick a beat on the show while we live and then we'll have the guest or the artist freestyling. And then if I'm really in my high spirit, like that, that classic meal come out and I'll start freestyling just because I like to have fun with it. Oh, that, that rapper inside of you never died, bro. He's still there. He's still never. there. Absolutely, sleeping giant. That's all it is. Man, that's free. That's that sounds hella fun, by the way, bro. Just, I mean, I can't freestyle myself. I find that very fucking difficult, man. Like, you know, that's very talented people that have that gift, but I can't do it, man. It's all about for me. I just study the beat, the pace of the beat, and the tempo. Like, it's kind of like having a art, a artistic trait of like. You know, I'd be sitting in my mind and I just hear the beat and I'm subconsciously like, okay, all right, as soon as I can catch where the rhythm flows, and I just die right in. And even if I get off beat, like I'll say it, like while I'm saying, because right now, like I said, it's never been, right now it's comical for me. It's not like a true thing, but I love to just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you're just going, going with the flow, having fun, but at the same time, Making boss moves, you know, business moves. And that's the beauty, right? That's how I was able to flip it. So, like, podcast was, like, me still doing the same thing, but just in a different aspect. Because now you get to see how behind the scenes work. You know what I'm saying? You get to produce things. Like, you get to really put yourself in their shoes or, you know, how they see how they grind it. And my grind just adds to the tapestry. of like, yeah, I did that. I made it. You know what I'm saying? From the basement, I made it from the basement to the top floor. Now I'm sitting in my penthouse comfortably. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. That's goals right there. And um, so when you started this podcast, did you know right away what you wanted to do with it? Like you already had everything in place, like in your head? In my head, yeah, it was there. It was there, right? Because um, very, I'm as an introvert, it's like I'm always in my head. So when I drafted my first concept, it was supposed to be me and my partner Jay doing basically. It was gonna be like just us clown and doing music reviews, and then you know highlight our favorite album of history or something like that. But then when it was like kind of go time in that instant, it, it like I. I already just felt like it was calling me. Like him saying it was kind of like an affirmation of I was already heading in this direction. And I ended up kind of picking up. Like I kind of started before I bought him in. Like I went ahead and just created the podcast. It was like, all right, I'm going to be who they want podcast. I'm going to take what I already have. You know what I'm saying? That way I don't have to worry about you copying this or going back and forth. So when I did it, it just was like I bought a, I bought a computer Somebody actually, like, a caring person actually was able to help me get my first microphone. 
and I just, you know, jumped on Zoom. Like, I would get on social media on my Facebook or something and be like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Who want to come on and just talk about a random topic for the day? And people would just line up in my messaging, and then I just pick them throughout the week. Or I pick them in the run of the day. Those, like, one day I think I did, like, four interviews just back to back. Like, I was doing them like clockwork. And that's how I fell in love with it. And then after, after I did it, and my first hosting site was Anchor. And once I, like, kind of first hit that first thousand downloads, it was like, okay, this is for real. And I picked up some heat. And then people would give me feedback on how great it was becoming. So now it's like, okay, this is longevity for me. This is my purpose. This is me walking into something. I feel like I was designed to be just based on my love for wanting to be on the microphone. Mm-hmm. And you got that talent for, you know, because talking to people – just like carrying on a conversation and stuff. Like, I mean, it's easy for us, but like some people don't got that. Like you said, that gift for gift for gab. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some people just don't like what works for you may not work for them. So like everybody wanting to just jump on the train because it's popular. Don't necessarily mean like it's the right thing for you to have. Like some people's greatest skill may be editing. Some greatest people's skill might be promoting and like, I'm, I'm the type of person, I have a sense of, I pick what field I feel like you deserve to be in when it comes to podcasting on who they want. I can tell you like, hey man, you do great editing work, or you can slice up this, or you can mix stuff. Why don't we work out business here? You can still host, but I'm going to highlight as I'm bringing you on as a host what your actual skill set is. Yeah, and that's where your business comes in, huh? Absolutely. Like creating who they want entertainment LLC was something I did on my second year podcast. That was that was me putting all my chips on the table and cashing in and saying, "Ain't no more turning back." Like you fully invested into wanting to do this and you know maybe grow some revenue off of it one day. And then when you retire, you can be like, "I accomplished something that made me happy." And even if I didn't like financially make it. Of success, like I know, I made a success of popularity of people liking what was real and authentic over what was kind of like a celebrity behind the mic type of move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I've always been the same way, bro. I always loved creating. Um, you know, I like drawing. Um, I wish I could make music, but I can't. You know, I just can't play guitar. I. I have ideas in my head, but I can't get them into the instrument. But when I started making a podcast, I'm like, fuck yes. Like I created this. Like, you know, it's fun, bro. It's a lot of work, but it's fun. And people don't see that. People just look at it like it's one, two, three steps. It's not one, two, three steps. Like you say, you have to do sound check. You have to make always make sure your sound is good. If anything, like the most important rule of podcast, you got to have a good sound in order for people to hear it. And then your message has to be something people can relate to. Like mm-hmm. what you talk about has to be relatable. And in order for it to build that audience that you're looking for. So you can create a beautiful project, but if it has no substance, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times people just tend to stray away from it. Me, I'm like, I want to do everything they don't do. Like, I don't want to be niche based because I'm like, and what if I talk to an entrepreneur this week and then next week I'm talking to an author and all you know, then I'm talking to music artists and so I'm like, so I just can't be one particular niche. 
I was like, I made who they want, like uh, its own niche. But when people go, what do you do on your, what do you talk about on your podcast? I cover all areas. And they were like, well, if I want to, you know, talk entrepreneur, how would you handle that? And I said, I have a co-host who majored in business who knows all that in that realm. So, like, either way it goes, my environment don't always cater to me being a comedian in conversation as I build that content. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warn us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolution, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump, this book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's the way to do it, bro. That's the way to do it. Like, you know, I also never had a certain niche or theme for my show because I'm the same as you, bro. Like, you know, I have different people on and talk about different subjects. Some are wild as fuck. Some are tame. Some are motivating. You know, it's it's all, you know, it's all content. It's all good, right? It's doing it for that, like, being DJ steady as opposed to being segments, like people don't realize, like this is what makes artists great because I'm in alter ego mode. I'm a whole different person from just me, you know, outside of what I do from recording. And be like, I'm still a cool, laid back dude, but like I bring a different energy that I think separates me from the rest. That makes me pretty uncanny in my craft. Exactly. You almost got to put yourself in a different mindset, you know. Absolutely. Damn, man. And um, so do you um, do you have seasons in your show, or you just make episodes? I do, man. I, do I still do seasons? I know. Last time I, I know I started off doing seasons, right? I think after I did six, I kind of just stopped labeling it as seasonary type of things, and just basically just go with the flow now. So I think now it's just like it's just episode building. Okay. I think seasons is great if you're just gonna stick like a specific theme or something like that. Then you keep it seasonary. But I'm like, you know, you kind of you can't be seasonary because you know I don't know. Like, it's mixed. I put it like that. It can go. Mm-hmm. 
if you want to classify it as a season, I will. Like, I'll do it like that. It depends on my mood, I reckon. And I was just wondering, because I, I, I like to hear podcasters' opinions about that, because everybody thinks so differently about seasons, right? Like, some people right. are like, I call it a season every 10 episodes, or every six months, or you know what I mean? Like, it's different for everyone. Like It was that for me. I did it like that, because again, like you say, once you kind of, it was just me learning the ropes. So I went seasonary just to kind of get a feel of this is what I'm doing, but episodic, everything was not kind of based around the same frames. Like, there's been some moments where, you know, we might just got on there and just talk about how declining our mental health is for just that one episode. But then the next episode we might come back and we cheerful and forgot all about, you know, we just did it on the last episode. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, I don't really have a specific realm I like to classify myself in. Or my guests or hosts don't classify them, themselves in. So I'm like, again, it just all revolves around the whole who they want mind for. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did seasons on mine, just it, but it's mostly for me. Because every year, like an anniversary of when I started, I call that a season. And it's just for me, right? So I can see how many episodes I did each season, um, views per episode each season. So it's just for me to see my own progress, basically, you know? And I respect that. I'm not mad at all. Like, I don't, I'm not knocking anybody that uses that format. Because, again, I'm a producer, right? So I have an artist signed up under me right now who's working on a show called Sinful Saturday, and we sat down in a meeting and made it a 12-episodic season. And, you know, I just dropped episode three for that today. And then the fans are like, oh, God, what more are y'all going to do? Like, they actually want more of it. And I'm like, are we coming back with a season two? What are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? Because the fans are loving it just off of three episodes. So it has something to build off of. But then my artist is kind of like, I kind of want to go a different route with the next project. But mm. so I'm like, well, we still, it's, I think that one, though, in a nutshell, that one remains it's completely no more than 12 episodes for, like, its season run. Okay. That sounds pretty lit, by the way. Can, can you describe a little bit about that? Of course. So um, Miss Kimmy's Universe is my artist presenting erotic readings the podcast genre well we cover fetishes you know the whole 50 shades of gray lifestyle we took all of that and then dumped it into a podcast where miss kimmikins would read you know submitted fan letters but then put an exotic tale to them so each episode from whatever user has a just has this outrageous adult themed story and it just takes you to this world well, we call it an orgasmic experience. <laughs> nice no, orgasmic. I love it. And so, this was her idea, and you you just helped her produce it. Is this both you guys' project? Um. Well, actually, it was the opposite. It was me coming up with something and then marketing it to her because she already was a playwright. She oh. was a playwright by herself, and she's wrote books. But this was her first time doing erotica format of book. And so it was kind of like, I think you can do it. I think, you know, you have what it takes to produce this. And then she knows she has a way of being able to be like multiple characters when she reads. So as she's reading, like, 
you get her being the host, you get her being Miss Kimmikin, and then you get her being the person reading it. And it's like, she has the moment where she puts emphasis on it, and you be like, yo, I had one time I had to like just stop the recording and be like, there's no way this is really you that's doing it. <laughs> and I'm in the studio with her, and it's like, man, we created something like incredible. Yo, hold on, hold on. Pause, pause. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? You got to regroup because it's just, it's delivered. It's so powerful. It's so impactful. And it's so stimulating. I'm like, man, you got to hold on me. And I was like, okay, it works. I was like, it works. You followed exactly the blueprint I laid down. You went in the studio and you delivered basically how Dr. Dre basically did the same thing to Easy e like, I want you to be this person. I want you to get in this booth and just be yourself, but bring it to that structure. And she delivered. <laughs> Absolutely. Damn, man. Damn. <laughs> and um, any more plans for your show? Like, I know you have a lot more coming through. I know you ain't going to slow down anytime soon. But um, Oh, no, bro. No, I'm working. I'm working. Um, I got my hands. I got my hands on a project coming called Blunt Conversations, which is going to be my cannabis themed podcast that'll be coming probably sometime between no, the middle of November. Still working out the kinks with it, but I also I got um, plant holes. Like this is what I do, right? I'm like the I, I guess the Diddy you would say of this thing, and I'd be like, hey, yo, I'm gonna go ahead and do what music producers would do. I'm going to write you this podcast out, and I want you to host it. And if you can't handle it, I'll find somebody that can get it done. Like, I will lease you this podcast. This is how we're going to do business. Like, I'm going to lease you this podcast, but you have creative control over it. But I'm going to give you the blueprint of how I want it to go. But if you want to add a different mix to it, I'm not opposed to you doing it. Whoa, that's pretty smart. So you're basically, it's kind of like outsourcing a little bit, huh? Because you have to learn the way. Researching, of course, every podcast is, I'm in multiple groups. Every podcast question is always going to be revenue and sponsorship. And you're like, you know what I'm saying? How do you make this thing work for you on a financial base? Like, I don't want to be greedy and then, you know, set myself into like, you should pay me twelve hundred per whatever, whatever. I'm not like that type of guy. Although it'll be, I'm not opposed to you not doing that. It's just like, nah. I want to work with the people. Like, I want to keep it real. Like my theme is make the underdog the top dog and help you build something. Like there's no, you know, hardship of okay, said I done built up on your network. I done got a following. I'm all, I'm all for you making an episode or making an announcement saying, all right, guys. I'm branching away from it. I, I encourage that. You meet a sponsor and they have certain obligations for you to get revenue from their company or whatever. And you have to, you know, branch out to make your money. That's what I wanted you to do in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Damn, man. So this, um, wow, man, started from a podcast. Now it's a business. Man, bro, man. We got to change the game, man. We got to change the game. Like, once you become a podcaster, you basically become the voice of the people. Like, you become the voice of the silent, become the voice of the critical thinker, the conspiracy theorist, 
the musician's ear. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you become all that once you accept the terms of contract of whatever your podcast is going to be. That's true. That's that's a good way to put it, man. Um, wow, you got to be everything. <laughs> and um, so how did you... So for any podcasters or anybody interested in this uh, type of work or passion, um, how did you get from podcast to business? Like, I'm pretty sure that was not easy, just that. It's about about being a dreamer. It's about having a vision, executing it, and don't let nobody take it from you. It's about growing up from the Montel Jordan era, the Sally Jesse Raphael, and you know all those other talk show eras, and then getting on, getting into this realm of I want to be just like that. Cause you know I didn't sat up under my parents or my grandmas and you know all these family members or friends, and we watched this up for sometimes be just for jokes and giggles, and then you're like now I'm doing that, and it's like I like the taste of success, like. I just loved it to taste of success, and I just don't want to see myself quit. You know, in that first seat, they're like, nah, you ain't going to be able to do that now. Nah. And then now, see what happens, right? And that's my motto of why who they want. My, that's always been the motto of who they want. It's always been somebody telling me no. Yeah, and now you're like, look at me now. Look at me now. And uh, so how long have you had this business going Business-wise, legitimately, that one had a year structured out. That has a year in, you know, along with the two years, 10 years to podcast. And I've got a year on the business side developed, still developing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, anybody out there just wants to, like, just fall in love with podcasts, I don't know who they want, entertainment, LLC. Like, you know, let us work on some editing deals. Let us work on, you know, how you want to grasp an audience. Or even if you just want some mentorship, like, I'm all about working it out. I got package deals for anybody. Love it, man. That's that's genius right there, especially with podcasting getting so, you know, just blowing up, you know, for anybody starting and don't know how to begin. There you go, man. Just contact you and you got this. That's right. You know, especially with editing, like, you can learn it, but it's going to take a lot of time. You know what I mean? Like. You don't got time, psh, just contact DJ Steady, you know. Boom. Oh yeah. I said so with a meeting with my man Kyle E. Kyle be happy to take on any client, you know what I'm saying? One thing about Kyle, he's strategic on working with people. You know what I'm saying? He's all about what is your wish fulfillment? What do you want your show to sound like? What do you want me to cut out? You know what I'm saying? What kind of background ambiance do you want? Like he's very hands on. And that's why I was like, I need you on the team. You know what I'm saying? Because you like me, a visionary with people's art, and you know how to handle it properly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like you said, you know, you you see what people are good at, and you're like, hey man, you know, I see a future in this. Join the yeah. team, you know. Just join the team. That's all I'm asking. I don't want people like you know what I'm saying. People had this rude mindset. Now we reach a generation where people are just too hard on each other, like. We don't want to support the next man. I see the next man win because we're too selfish. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get all up for ourselves. Nah, I'm from that. I'm from them. You know, old school mob. Everybody eats at my table. You feel me? And if we have discrepancies, then you still can eat. I just don't want you eating at my table after we had discrepancies that we couldn't repair. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. 
Awesome, man. Damn. And um, yeah, man. Who they want podcast and uh, where can people find your podcast, find your stuff, or contact you for any business or anything? Absolutely, okay. You know, we're gonna take it to Podbean. It's where it's hosted by, so you can you know who they want entertainment LLC. You can find both my who they want podcast as well as Miss Timothy Universe on under the unit under the who they want channel on Podbean. But it's also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Pandora, you know, like the endless list of whatever media streams in the audio format. You can find Who They Want Podcasts there. And you can also follow my YouTube channel on Who They Want Entertainment LLC. And then, you know, you can, if you want to do business, you can email me at who they want podcast at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, Steady does not mess around, man. You want to get things done? You contact this man right here. Absolutely. Well, man, I'd like, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on the show, bro. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. You know, I had to do it one time. Shout out to our mutual friend, Mr. Steven, you feel me, for yeah. making this connect happen. A really dope networking type of move. Oh, yeah, shout out to Steve, man. He's the man. He... Yeah, this guy's helped me out a lot. If anybody's looking for, for a publicist, help promote you, definitely contact Steve and contact yeah, me for his yeah. info. And um, yeah, man, thanks again, bro. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. Much love. All right, man. You have a good one. You too. Peace. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace